Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, lived with his family in the land of Canaan. He loved his son Joseph more than his other children, perhaps because of his righteousness and because Joseph told him reports of what his brothers had done. When he was 17 years old, Joseph received a coat of many colors, or a long coat with sleeves, from his father, and his brothers hated him and would not speak peaceably to him. Joseph told them about a dream he had, where they were binding sheaves into bundles in a field, and his sheaves stood up while their sheaves stood around and bowed down to his. His brothers asked if he would reign over them and hated him even more. In another dream, he saw the sun, moon, and eleven stars bow down and worship him. And when he told his father and brothers about it, his father asked, What is this dream? Shall I and thy mother and brothers bow down to thee? His brothers envied him, and his father obeyed or kept the saying in his mind. Israel told Joseph to go to Shechem, where his brothers were feeding their flocks, to see how things were going and then let him know. Verses 15 through 17 tell about a certain man who found Joseph wandering in the field and asked what he was looking for. Joseph said he was looking for his brothers and asked, Tell me, I pray thee, where they feed their flocks. The man had heard them say they were going to Dothan, and Joseph went there and found them. His brothers saw him and said, Behold, this dreamer cometh. They wanted to kill him and throw him into a pit, tell their father that some evil beast had devoured him, and then see what would become of his dreams. Reuben did not want to kill Joseph and convinced his brothers to throw him into the pit without harming him. He planned to come back later and take Joseph back to his father. He must have left while his brothers took Joseph's coat and threw him into the pit. They sat down to eat bread and saw a company of Ishmaelites traveling to Egypt with camels loaded with spice, balm, and myrrh. Judah asked his brothers what profit there was in killing Joseph and hiding his blood, and said they should sell him instead so his blood would not be on their hands. They agreed, and when Midianite merchants passed by, they drew Joseph out of the pit and sold him to them for twenty pieces of silver, which was the going price for a male slave between five and twenty years old. Reuben came back to the pit, and when he found that Joseph was gone, he rent or tore his clothes, then went to his brothers and said, The child is not, and whither shall I go? They killed a young goat and dipped Joseph's coat into its blood, then took the coat to Israel and said they had found it, and did know if it belonged to Joseph. His father knew it was his favorite son's coat, and believed that an evil beast had killed him. He rent his clothes, put on sackcloth, which was clothing worn in times of sorrow, and mourned for many days. When the Midianites, who had bought Joseph from his brothers, arrived in Egypt, they sold him to Potiphar, who was a captain of the guard and one of Pharaoh's officers. Genesis chapter 38 is an interesting contrast between Joseph and Judah, who married a Canaanite woman named Shua. They had three sons, and their oldest named Ur married a woman named Tamar. But he was very wicked in the sight of the Lord and was slain by him. Since they had no children, the law said that a widow could marry the next living relative, and Judah told his next oldest child, Onan, to marry her. He refused to give her a child, who would receive the double portion of the birthright blessing, and was also slain by the Lord. Judah sent Tamar away to her father's house to live as a widow, and promised that she could marry his third son, Shelah, when he was old enough. But Judah did not keep his promise. Judah went to Timnath to shear his sheep, and Tamar, who wanted to remain loyal to his family line even after being rejected by them, 
covered her face and sat in an open place waiting for him to pass by. Judah believed she was a harlot and asked how much her services were. He agreed to send her a young animal from his flock, and when she asked for a promise of payment, sort of like a credit card transaction, he gave her his signet, which was a ring with a seal that authorized official documents, bracelets, and a staff. She became pregnant, and Judah sent his friend with an animal for payment. When he asked where the harlot was, the men of the place said there was no harlot, and he returned and told Judah. When Judah learned that Tamar had deceived him and was now with child, he ordered her to be brought to him and burned to death. She showed the things that Judah had given her, and he admitted that Tamar had been more righteous than him. She had twins, and her posterity eventually led to King David and then to Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, back in Egypt, Joseph served in the house of Potiphar, who was most likely the officer of the royal bodyguard who carried out executions ordered by the king. Potiphar trusted Joseph and made him overseer of the house and all that he had, and the Lord blessed all who were in the house and fields. Joseph was a goodly person and well-favored, meaning he was handsome both in his face and body. Potiphar's wife was attracted to this handsome overseer of her house and asked him to lie with her. Joseph refused and said that Potiphar had trusted him with everything in his house except for his wife. And how could he do this great wickedness and sin against God? In the following days, she continued to approach Joseph, but he refused. One day he was in the house taking care of business when she grabbed his clothes and asked him to lie with her. But he quickly fled and left his garment in her hand. She called for the men in the house and said that Joseph had been brought in to mock them and had asked her to lie with him. She kept his garment with her until Potiphar came home and then told him that this Hebrew servant came in to mock her and fled when she lifted up her voice. Potiphar was angry and cast Joseph into prison. He most likely believed Joseph's story or he would have been put to death. The Lord was with Joseph, showed him mercy, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison, who made Joseph the overseer of the prisoners, and the Lord again made all he did to prosper. The king's chief butler and baker did something to offend him, and were cast into jail. One night they each had a dream, and when Joseph saw they were both sad the next morning, he asked them why. They told him they didn't know what their dreams meant. And Joseph said that the interpretation of dreams belongs to God, and asked them to tell him about them. The butler said in his dream there was a vine with three branches that budded with blossoms and ripe grapes. He pressed the grapes into Pharaoh's cup he was holding, and then gave it to him. Joseph said the dream's interpretation was that the three branches represented that within three days, the king would restore the butler to his previous position. Joseph then asked the butler to tell the king about him that he might also be released from prison. The baker then told him about his dream. He said that he had three white baskets on his head, and the top basket was full of baked meats for Pharaoh, which were any kind of cooked or baked meat. Birds then came and ate the food in the basket. Joseph interpreted the dream and said the three baskets represented that in three days Pharaoh would cut off his head, hang him from a tree, and the birds would eat his flesh. Pharaoh had a birthday feast three days later, and as Joseph had foretold, the chief butler was restored to his former position while the chief baker was hung. The chief butler forgot his promise to tell Pharaoh about Joseph in prison, and he remained there two more years. 
Joseph had been sold into slavery when he was 17 years old and either served Potiphar or was imprisoned for 13 years until he was 30. Pharaoh had two troubling dreams. In the first, he stood by a river and saw seven fat cows come out of it and feed in a meadow. Then seven skinny cows came up out of the river and ate the seven fat cattle. Pharaoh woke up and then fell asleep and had another dream where he saw seven full ears of corn come up on one stalk. Then seven thin ears, blasted by the east wind, sprung up after them and ate the seven full ears of corn. He was troubled, and in the morning he called for all the magicians and wise men in Egypt to come and interpret his dreams, but no one could. The chief butler then remembered Joseph and told Pharaoh about how he had interpreted his dream. Pharaoh called for Joseph, who told him that it is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. He told Joseph his dreams and said that no one had been able to interpret them. Joseph said that God had showed Pharaoh what he was about to do. He said the seven good cattle and full ears of corn represented seven good years, and the seven skinny cattle and ears of corn represented seven years of famine that would come to the land of Egypt. Joseph told Pharaoh to look for a discreet and wise man to be set over Egypt during the seven years of plenty to gather food and lay up corn for the coming famine. Pharaoh asked, Can we find such a one as this, a man in who the Spirit of God is? He told Joseph, For as much as God hath shewed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. He made Joseph a ruler over his house and the people, and gave him his ring, fine clothing, a gold chain, and had him ride in his second chariot as his vice-regent. The people bowed before him, and he was made ruler over all the land. Joseph was given a wife, and they had two sons, Manasseh, whose name means forgetting, and Ephraim, meaning fruitful. He went throughout Egypt and had corn gathered and stored. When the seven years of plenty ended, the famine began, and people were starving to death everywhere except for Egypt, where they had stored up plenty of corn. Joseph opened the storehouses and sold corn to the Egyptians and people from other countries, who came to buy it because of the terrible famine. Joseph's life was filled with adversity, but the Lord always remembered him and blessed him for his righteousness and keeping the commandments. Through his many difficult trials, Joseph remained faithful, and the Lord was with him just as he will be with us during our own difficult times and trials. And this is Genesis chapters 37 through 41 in the Old Testament. Look for hidden images located throughout the video. You can download a coloring page and activity puzzles for each section on Etsy at PonderFun. Visit our new PonderFun.com website and Facebook page to find more fun things to do. And you can listen to these as a podcast. Please like and share these videos with anyone you think might enjoy them. Also, please subscribe to this PonderFun YouTube channel, and you'll be notified whenever I make new videos. Thanks again for watching, and find some time this week to ponder.